0: It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to sparkle. Sparkle.
1: Welcome, citizens of Sparkletown. This is your deputy mayor speaking. Sparkletown is a municipality that intersects and overlaps with the city of Berlin. It is ruled by the Contessa, and its citizens are anyone who is um, compassionate Considerate, courageous,
0: and fabulous.
1: And fabulous, you heard the Contessa. Today's episode.
0: psoriasis.
1: And it was recorded a while ago, but. um,
0: She's getting ready to leave for art school, and we can only hurry up when they're leaving us, evidently.
2: Good art makes you vomit and cry.
0: Oh, you want me to talk about psoriasis? <laughs> I want you to to, <laughs> to
1: do the opening, yeah.
0: Okay. The wonder that is psoriasis. Yes. Uh, very dark, socially aware. Well, and dark and funny. There are times when she's funny and times when it's very serious. Mm-hmm. And times when actually I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also... As much as she says it's not up to her to educate people thank you darling because you have certainly given me an education but and honestly she is she's leaving us for uh, art school in amsterdam about a year ago we sat down with sneeze because sneeze was getting ready to go back for university right uh, now we're losing psoriasis to go to art school so we had to hurry up and get her in here
1: well we did get her in here quite a we while had to and get ago. this thing get this thing out
0: e- edited and out. yeah yes. the,
1: the recording is is fairly old from before our a uh, forced hiatus but uh wheeze back people
0: so anyway yeah we're hurrying up because psoriasis is leaving
1: and I can say that this episode will be a little bit different in that there will be a short break in the middle
0: well only because I have something I need to say
1: right and it's uh it's not that it's super long or anything this that we need a, like an intermission but uh yeah the the there's uh there's a bit at, uh, at the end that's that's kind of special and that kind of uh, needs its own space yes.
0: hello what's your name um <laughs> <laughs> We had a long story going on just a few minutes before we started recording, and that's why this is a laughter happening right now.
2: Um, well, it's always difficult because there are only a few people in this world who can pronounce my name correctly, and those are mostly Persians. Oh. Usual, well, correctly, it's pronounced Parisa. That's ex- actually why I like to be referred as Riasis because... Most English-speaking people know how to pronounce psoriasis. Amazingly enough, we can pronounce psoriasis. Well, not a lot of Germans can, because they will read my name on Instagram or on Facebook, and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> they're like, psoriasis." <laughs> oh no! It's like, no, it's well in German it's psoriasis, and that's even worse than psoriasis, because psoriasis sounds like like a Spanish name, Soraya, and then sis. Okay. No. Yeah. Well. well.
0: Parisa is a beautiful name. <laughs> Thank you. Now, if right, I ever nice. learn how to actually pronounce it, we'll be in great shape. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> That'd be great. How did you get to Berlin? Um, with like a pickup truck. <laughs> My dad drove, <laughs> and uh, lots of hopes and dreams and desires and. How long ago was that? Almost exactly two years ago. Ooh in august 2015 wow what got you started doing drag in berlin i'm a dance and theater kid so i always loved dramatic expression of everything um and i saw when when i did my high school exams um like my finals in 2015 i already visited berlin a couple of times to visit some friends and they took me to pansy shows and um yeah I dressed up and put some makeup on and Pansy said, wow, you look fabulous, darling. And that's why I had to start. (laughs) And yeah, I started, um, I think my drag birthday was, what was it? Halloween 2015, actually.
0: Oh, but coming up on, oh my goodness, almost two full
2: years. It was the first time I actually spent like four hours at home putting on a face and then going to a drag party, a Halloween party. Pretty wild. What was your first performance? In drag? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was at Fusion Festival. Okay. It's a huge electronic music and arts festival here in Germany. It's really <gasps> famous for it being super, super big and always being like the best festival there is. And I applied with a little art and kind of politically active collective that's called Arab Underground they were looking for um artists with persian or arabic or turkish descent that are kind of progressing racism sexism and all these terrible things someone with a different background would experience and i was like well i am persian kind of and i have experienced racism let me do my art (laughs) and they said well sure, you can do it. And they have—they never saw any footage of me, any videos or any pictures. And they just said, yeah, you can do it. And I was actually the opening number of the festival <laughs> on a tiny stage. It was really cozy and really cute. But it was my first time. I had a friend of mine put together um, a 50-minute like, electronic music collaboration, self-made thing. And I choreographed the thing myself. It was mostly improvised <laughs> I had a nice costume I spent hours putting makeup on in the backstage because back back then I was only working with like graffiti markers that were really really toxic no. and I was putting it on my skin Oh no. and I was only working with dots so I was co- my whole face and my body was covered in dots with, f- with like ten different colors and I was you so You are
0: not a crazy. tiny person
2: No That's yeah.
0: a lot of dots That's a lot of dots yeah Oh yeah. my
2: goodness! For Fusion Festival, yeah, it took me like three, four hours to just get ready. Wow. And for the next festival that was like two weeks later, I had actually because for Fusion Festival, I didn't have my full body. I only had my hands, my shoulders, my toes, my feet, my face, and my neck. But for the next festival that that was Fuchsbau, like Foxhall foxhole in German. Okay. um I was covered in like I was full body covered. And that's because I wanted to go all full out. And I had like six friends for helping me for the during the whole day, like putting on the dots because it took forever. And in the last hour in the backstage, I had like four people dotting me all all my body, like with on parts I never wanted to touch me, <laughs> but they did. And they had fun. And I had a photographer like documenting everything. It was really weird, but fun.
0: Oh, that sounds absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah. Um, Back then, my drag name was The Clown Mm -hmm. because I drew a lot of inspiration regarding aesthetics or dance and comedy and theater and physical play just from the clowns. And because I really love them and I love everything. And it's grotesque and freaky and geeky, kind of, and creepy and weird, and dark, and everything a clown could be, but also cute and fun. So that's why I wanted to be the clown.
0: And when did you change your drag name? Mm. Or how many times have you changed your drag yeah, name? Let me start there.
2: <laughs> um, well, before the clown existed, I really wanted to be, um, what's the name? Oh, it was Bubble Gun. Okay. <laughs> and she was like like in my head she was like a 16 year old um a super famous k-pop artist but who was from iran but traveled well but moved to K- moved to korea when she was two and became wildly famous but had to get out of korea because she was too famous too fucked up like Lindsay lohan 2005 <laughs> and now she was full of rage that was my first character i only had her at home you know i only put her face on at home never went out with her then I was the clown for half a year, almost a year, yeah, from June until December. Then I had to take a break to refocus and see how, what I want from drag and what I need from drag, what I need drag to be in my life. This break, break was like a month long. <laughs> and then I started again as, oh, it was Paris, the woman. Okay. <laughs> no, no, first it was just the woman okay and then it was paris the woman and then i wanted it to be paris as burning (laughs) oh boy (laughs) but a certain somebody here in berlin didn't really approve of that name (laughs) Mm. and that's why i didn't really choose it and then it was i think i performed once as the woman i performed the spice girls show In March or February,
0: it was before we started going to the shows here in Berlin. But I am aware of that show.
2: Yeah, I think I was the woman on that show, as 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 the woman that I was performing as woman, as the woman. I'm sorry. (laughs) Then because I had a huge, because I've always had psoriasis, like as a kid, as a teenager, and I still have it. And my mom's always always had it. I had a huge breakout in my neck, and was crawling up my my head oh no and i was like fuck this fuck this and i was looking for a dermatologist or for like a skin doctor and nobody could help me because they were always saying you need to this terrible cream it's, it's cortisone cortisone <laughs> cortisone cream cortisone cream yeah and it's terrible i didn't don't want to take it my mom said i should take it i didn't want to take it because it has terrible other
0: there are side effects with side cortisone
2: effects. yeah and i didn't want them but that time I was really focusing on my psoriasis. <laughs> and I was thinking, how, ah, what is a name? Uh, what is in a name? Or oh, Romeo or oh, Romeo. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> um, I'm a theater kid, I told you. I was thinking, could, could the worst thing that is happening right now in my life be something I draw strength from and power and energy? And yeah. It kind of was, because it, at first it was just stupid, because <laughs> everyone I was telling the name it was like, no, fuck off, that's not your name. <laughs> I was like, it, it, it could be, right? Um, and it's really freaking stupid. And But, it, but I have psoriasis, <laughs> and I thought, if I can kind of cope with it in a better way with calling myself psoriasis or being psoriasis as a h- human form... Why not?
0: I think this is groovy. You took this horrible thing happening to you, got right in front of it and said, no, that's me. Deal.
2: Yeah. The the side effect on that was because um, psoriasis is psychosomatic. The more you think of it, the worse it gets. (laughs) And since I was really focusing on psoriasis at that time, because I had it, and then I was telling everyone I'm psoriasis because I have psoriasis and it's really fucking stupid... It grew worse. Oh no! It grew on my, full, on my whole head, and on my forehead, on my nose, on my eyelids. It's everywhere now. It's always somewhere else. And every every year, it's like growing to some other parts of the body.
0: Okay, so now we're gonna have a new name and a new focus. <laughs> kind of health, I don't maybe. Know. <laughs> maybe
2: health. Maybe.
0: Clear skin. Death. <laughs> <Yeah. Death. laughs> you just did a very dark piece recently at the Madonna Mania show oh, yeah. with Christina and Antina. Uh-huh. Um, and yet I saw no clown in that. Really? That was definitely psoriasis. That was definitely the, the side of psoriasis that I am accustomed to seeing. Darker, more aware of social issues, more determined in the movements.
2: yeah yeah the clown was really dark as well but really freaky and in one performance i was i had i was banging my head on the floor i had a concussion that i didn't get treated <laughs> oh dear because um, i really lost control um, that was weird That was the first time i really like my whole dancing and acting experience career or performing career in, in general was the first time i i blanked out during a performance and for 10 minutes i don't really recall doing anything Ouch. And I was performing in front of, like, 300 people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. And I had, I, I know that there were, like, people crying in the audience and leaving the, leaving the building. Yeah. That was the clown. Uh, okay.
0: Was was that supposed <laughs> to be the message? Well, kind of. And some <laughs> of your messages, some of the things that you are performing, some of your performances have been more toward a message, toward a statement. Yeah. And so that's where the question comes from was it really kind of meant that way um i
2: i my approach to drag is not to make you feel good it's not i don't want to entertain you in a way that you come and can you relax during a show that you can lean back and just have fun that's not what i want to do cuz that's what enough people do and that's like there are so many people who can do it and who are good at it and to making me comfortable seeing them and making me enjoy my time um i want to see what else can be performance art because performance art is fucking huge and i don't want to i'm not like super like inventive (laughs) with making people uncomfortable during a performance um i was As every theatre kid, I was so in love with Marina Abramovic when I was 16 and thought she was my mom and my goddess and my everything. Um, I grew older, of course, then I was 17, and and I didn't anymore. (laughs) Um, But I learned from her that good art does not need to be beautiful or should not be pretty or should not make you happy. But good art makes you vomit. And cry. And that's that's one of my main goals that I need I want to make a person vomit when I'm performing. <laughs> and I think good art or good theatre especially and good acting is when you can make yourself vomit. Okay. From not drinking or from not like being nauseous or anything, just to Yeah.
0: You have a background in theatre. Mm-hmm. What is it that you do? On the stage. Are you backstage, performance, singer, dancer, writer, choreographer, director? <laughs> all of the above?
2: All of the above and none of the above. Kind Ooh. of I don't know. <laughs> Cause I was never really trained Like, officially and professionally trained in something.
0: Okay, so you didn't go to drama school. No. But you were part of the plays and performances. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. um, I started acting in in middle school, as everyone does (laughs) who's acting. And I grew really fond of that. And I saw that theater in my city that was back then Hanover. I went there to a youth club. I applied. They took me. And... I just did what I wanted to do on stage, and they loved it. I kept on doing it. I stayed on stage. I got into costume design. Then I was like doing costumes for other youth clubs and for other productions with friends. And yeah, I've I've always been dancing since I'm four. Like ballet and jazz dance, rhythmical gymnastics, hip hop, all oh, this, oh, everything. Um, so I knew how to behave on stage. I know how to stand on stage. I know how to get like people clapping, or I know how to get attention. And that's always been my forte, and that's why I need to be on stage. Kind of, it's, I'm determined to be there. It's like there's no other way. But I also tried out at Maxim Gorky Theatre here. I tried. I tried out the dramaturgy department, uh, which was fun for two days. And oh. I'm terrible the other six weeks, <laughs> um, because I had to re- I had to read like I was working on Oedipus and Antigone. Yes. And I was reading like ten or twenty copies of every book because there was always a different translation and a new author. And I know everything by this, all of this area, all of this era now uh, by heart. Um, and that's not me. I don't want to study like old Greek texts it's kind of boring and i want other people to do that cuz other people have fun doing it i want to perform that
0: is there a way we can write it into short blocks so you can perform it can I, yeah sure
2: do it <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll here. look at
0: that <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so i've always been a stage kid always been on stage and i've always loved being on stage and getting the, the lights on my face and
0: and the applause when it's over
2: and the applause it's not necessary for me oh actually, right because you're waiting for the vomit yeah it's i like of course everyone likes to be applauded or everyone likes to get clap, uh, people clapping for you but when i especially on tuesday nights when i see people clapping for me it's they're really happy and they look like they're having fun and they're laughing and it's good i'm happy for them but then when I see these people or these faces, I feel like, okay, it's a job and not this is fun what I'm doing. Because <laughs> if they're having fun and if they say, it was great, thank you, or that was such a good show. I'm like, okay, you didn't get it. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't get it. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah, I have terribly high expectations I've always had that I can't really meet but that's kind of okay. I'm not too too mad at it, and I'm not mad at myself for it.
0: You talked about doing costume design for other groups, and you make all of your own costumes,
2: or mm, work at your own costumes. Well, what's the definition of making one's own costume? Sewing, gluing, taping. Costumes are great, but... I'm not sewing, I -hmm. can't sew, I never glued anything on me. I love tape, I've always loved tape, because I've learned, when I was 16, I learned like performance art is always tape, or tape is always involved, and I just, I have so many rolls of tape at home and I didn't pay for a single one. I'm stealing every tape there is. Don't leave your tape out. Yeah, well, or do, when I can have it. (laughs) Um, I will find it eventually. (laughs) And I just love tape because it's it's considered cheap. Yes. And plasticky. But it makes such a huge impact, like a huge difference. You remember the Rihanna shoes? My Rihanna boots? I did not go to that
0: show, but I saw the photos.
2: Yeah, thigh high. Yes. Rihanna boots, like in dark green, or like it was poisonous, poison ivy green. And it was just, I taped green tape on my shoe and... On my leg, and it was perfect. It was it was shiny. It was plastic. It was it looked cheap. Some people thought they were real. Oh, so many queens in the house were like, "Oh my god, I need to get like thigh high boots. Where do I get thigh high boots? Like, uh, well, you roll for tape." Them or tape. <laughs> and I was like, "I need. Wow. I, I shouldn't buy a new pair of shoes because I don't have that much mon- Or I could have that money, but I don't want to spend it on these shoes. I would wear once maybe. What screams psoriasis?" and tape does tape because it's kind of cheap and it's plastic and it's shiny and reflective and it's effectful. You no know? ah. it, it does the job and people loved it <laughs> i loved it <laughs> i was so happy with my costume that night
0: so it's not one fabulous piece it's the fabulous rolls of
2: tape yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah because i've always used tape because it makes such a huge difference if you just use stupid like red tape and tape it around your leg or your arm it looks fabulous it looks like your your piece of art we're
0: going shopping i need some tape
2: seriously <laughs> and if you mix in two colors, more damn i she's had
0: one roll that was rainbow but my daughter, my son took it he really mm. wanted that and you know when it's your kid you say okay you can have it mm. two years you've been doing drag how has drag changed you
2: i think the one thing That it helped me with was that I can or I should stand up for my own and demand things that I deserve for my work and still enjoy and love the art that I do because drag is so open to everything and anything could be drag. And that's why I loved it and that's why I felt so home with it because I can do anything. Or I can do lots of things and lots of these things channel into my drag persona or my drag art. And I've learned that it's a kind of an excuse for me because <laughs> I can say, well, it's drag. That's why I'm doing it. But it's a nice excuse and it's a, it's a nice box that I am put myself into because most of the people there are nice and want to do nice things or good things to the world. And as I said, I know better now what I'm worth or what my work or my art is worth and that's been a really important lesson because with a clown I was touring kind of through Germany and festivals and like through clubs and I was because <laughs> it was the first time I was really getting money of my art and at the end like November December I really demand a lot of money and i expected them to pay a lot of money and i said okay i'm not gonna perform if if it's not for like xyz right for the specific amount there's
0: a minimum amount yeah because of the
2: time and effort well yeah but that time it was a huge amount because people were offering me a lot of money okay um and i realized not everyone has that money and since i'm not really happy with that or that i'm always demanding more i didn't really feel like it was it was worth it Okay, and that's why I had to quit, and had to need, to, and I needed to take a break for like one or two months.
0: So, drag has taught you that you have value, yeah, and that is wonderful. How do we book you? If I was to have a show, now this, I'm talking to my people out here because the citizens of Sparkletown need to know this. If they decide they want to have a show, how do we get in touch with you to book you for a show or
2: for a party? ideally through instagram my handle is psoriasis underscore underscore they just type in psoriasis and there's like a weird picture of a green fuzzy creature that's me you can look me up on facebook if you want to my facebook name is parisa psoriasis um yeah just do it
1: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the middle well, it's probably not the middle, but welcome to the welcome to intermission.
0: <laughs> well, I, it's just that I have something that's kind of important to me. Right. We we're talking with the queens about their social issues and mine has always been injustice. Prior to actually moving to Berlin, I'd met a trans man here, and once we moved, he was gracious enough to share with me the struggles he's faced during his transition and that's now a very dear friend of mine. My social issue, always injustice. But after those discussions, transphobia and trans rights gained importance to me. And it was the conversations that I've had with psoriasis, don't be an ally, be an accomplice, that solidified for me that I could indeed choose trans rights as a main focus, even without losing my, any other social issue. And for that, I say thank you, darling Parisa, yes. darling psoriasis may your art cause someone to vomit. A while back, we were having a little discussion at Monster Ronson's, and the word ally came up, Mm -hmm. and you said something about, don't be my ally, be my accomplice, Mm -hmm. and that has really stuck with me. Would you please
2: explain that? (laughs) Um... hmm. Well, in this, in the world we live in, there are so many structures and so many deep-rooted yeah, rules and views of how a person should be and how a society should be, that it's in the nature almost of every person to be, or of every white man, to be a racist and sexist. And... I feel, if, because um, in the last year or years, so many people have been more open to what the LGBTIQA plus community stands for, and because the visibility has grown, and what, um, like, they, they want to not be racist anymore, that they are more open to black people or people of color um, all around the world. Um, mostly white people who want to be more open to them, um, and who f- and those people often expect these minorities to be welcoming for them and to be accepting and forgiving for everything their their people did. But I don't think these minorities, these uh, women or these. Uh, these femme people, these people of color, um, these LGBTIQA people, they don't need to be forgiving because um, you had your chance to say sorry or to stand up with us and you didn't do it. You cannot be an alliance right now because an alliance is just not enough. Or an alliance. I don't know how you pronounce alliance. it. Alliance. Alliance, yeah. Uh, it's just not enough. It's just not enough to say you're sorry. It's just not enough to say... Um, how can I help you? You need to be there. F- you, you, you need to fight for us or you people need to fight for other other people that don't have it as good as you that don't have these many privileges that you do you need to be aggressive and you need to publicly state that and and You need to be annoying with that you need to do that all the time that you stand up for people who are not like you who have it worse, or who have it not as easy as you do? You need to be an accomplice for them. You need to fight with them. When the world needs to burn, you need to fight for us as well. Because you you're fighting. If you want to, f- if you want to see a nicer world, you're fighting for the same cause and or for a very similar cause. And you need to be aggressive with it because. Because these structures teach everyone that there are certain things that we believe in that are good. That a cer like a default person is a white man, or default time to wake up is 7 a.m. in the morning, and that's not just what. That's just not what the world is like. That's not what I am, and that's not what you are, and that's not what we think a good life could be. Because waking up at 7 a.m. as a white man is terrible. <laughs> I need you to more than supportive it's it's just because they will expect us to be the weird ones and the outcasts and the the brown ones the fat ones the weird ones that are just not waking up at 7 a.m as a white man but as everything else and they will blame us for that And they will make us the different ones and the the weird ones and if you as as a my privileged privileged,
0: long list of privileged self
2: Mm -hmm. yeah if you Recognize that, and if you stand on my side, fighting with me, other people will see that we're not so much fucking different, and we need that support because if we keep doing it, the like trans people will be killed on the regular basis or black people in the U.S. especially, um, because they are made the target audience. They are the violent ones, they are the criminal ones, and the weird ones, and the fat ones, and the, like, the bad ones.
0: The non-standards.
2: Yeah, but if you stand up to these people and say, these are my friends, or these are just people in general, they don't deserve to die, they don't deserve to be shot, they don't deserve to just be killed, or just to be treated miserably, or just put in prison, or they, they deserve the same fucking... Like, no, they deserve better. (laughs) They deserve better than you. They don't deserve to just be, well, put in jail. They deserve to be greater and more important than you because you're not fun. You're terribly boring because you're not brown and and not fat. And you never had to really fight in your life with like everyday racism, sexism or any hateful things. And that's just not fair. That's why you need to be aggressive.
1: So now maybe you understand why we kind of want to give that its own space. But that was it. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far without vomiting, or uh, yeah,
0: some of the art hasn't hit you yet. Not yet. Want a hint for the next show?
1: Um. Well, I don't need a hint, but uh, listeners out there, you want it? Hold on. Let me listen. Yeah, I think they do.
0: (laughs) She's pretty. She's been a door girl she is okay she's absolutely gorgeous <laughs> she's a wonderful person you'll see her at the club behind the bar you've seen her on the stage you'll see her wandering around
1: at this point you're mentioning or describing like about 35 different people
0: <laughs> it's Billie jean
1: mm-hmm. yeah next uh, I, I always want to say next week
0: well we keep having this idea that it might be one or two a week or maybe one every other week but it's inconsistent, and I'm sorry about that. I'm going to have to start pushing on the deputy mayor to make this happen a little Yeah, the, the
1: editing is my part. And, yeah, but uh, I think weekly is an ambition.
0: It's an ambition.
1: All right, so we'll say next week.
0: Next time we talk to you, you'll be listening to Billie Jean. Sparkle.
1: You are now departing Sparkle Town. Take care. It's a uh, big and scary world out there. A pretty crappy world in all sorts of ways, but in Sparkle Town things are always lovely and there are so many great queens to speak to. Please uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Sparkle Town Podcast. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a review. That would be very much appreciated and talk to you uh, uh, next week.